Hi, everyone. Welcome to Equity Breakdown, where you'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. Now, massive disruptions in the healthcare industry are evolving post-pandemic crisis. With rising costs and a complex relationship between patients, physicians, and insurance companies, technology solutions will shake up the industry. The U.S. will grow to $6.2 trillion in healthcare spending by 2028. The demand to transform the current inefficiencies in the value chain and offer low costs are high. Today, we will break down Multiplan, ticker symbol MLPN, a company that has been around since the 1980s that merged with Churchill Capital Corp. to SPAC to tackle the healthcare problems at a staggering valuation of $11.1 billion. Now, Multiplan is a data analytics-driven technology company that processes medical claims data to provide cost management solutions. Consumers in this case, patients receive care from providers, in this case, physicians, uh, who then file claims with the payer, the health insurance company. Multiplan aggregates the data through their platform, focusing on claim settlement, pricing, and accuracy with the goal of reducing the cost of the claim for the payer before a provider is paid. So the company strives to reduce costs downstream in the healthcare value process by offering three solutions. Analytics-based service, which reduce medical costs by detecting claim irregularities for payers via data-driven algorithms. Number two, network-based services, which reduce medical costs through contracted discounts. Also, it's important to note that Multiplan is one of the largest independent providers in the U.S. And number three, payment integrity services, reduce medical costs by removing unnecessary or wrong charges before claims are processed and paid. Now, the technology has a couple features. First, the transaction processing system, or the claims processing system, is the engine that drives the savings for customers and revenue for the company. Each transaction adds more data to the engine and data warehouse. Second, the company can process transactions through electronic data interchange batch files, or EDI, web services, and online through customers, and provide portals. Integration into the customer systems and claims processed as EDIs result in efficient connected processes. So 98% of claims are processed through EDI. So the company's mission, as stated in the SEC filings, is deliver affordability, fairness, and efficiency for healthcare payers, their consumers, and the medical providers that treat them. So it's important to note here in terms of the industry. So rising costs are an unfortunate reality in this industry. So the total estimated spending uh, right now is at $4 trillion and will climb up by 5.5% uh, in 2028. This growth is driven by an increase in aging population, uh, new medical technologies, and current inefficiencies in the value chain process. Payers want to focus on solutions that create efficient methods to reduce uh, costs. Specific to multi-plant's business, the following industry trends are present. Increasing costs per claim due to medical inflation, unclear pricing driven by complex rules, and negative effects of legacy technologies. So all of these three are persistent problems within the industry that multi-plant uh, with their services hopes to solve. The total addressable market across the healthcare customer management solution space is identified by Multiplan to be around $50 billion across payers, providers, and consumers. Today, they stand as the leader in the payer out-of-network segment with a TAM of around $8 billion. So the market opportunity is broken out between the following segments. You have group health, so costs of healthcare to employees, government programs, workers' compensation, so this involves settlement costs and medical costs of insured workers that are also growing, and auto medical. So 79% of claim losses were due to medical expenses in, in this particular market. So these costs will continue to grow as well. So this is these are the various markets where um, Multiplan can certainly play a, a, a role in. Now, Multiplan's revenue is dependent on the ability to lower medical costs through savings for payers. So the medical uh, charges are a key driver in generating earnings. 
The company is compensated by payers through a percentage of savings, PSAV, and a per employee uh, member per month, PEPM. Below, we also outlined here the business model and the various revenue segments broken down. So it's important to note here that uh, they've been driving, in terms of the medical charges that have been processed through their system, roughly around uh, 17 to 18% uh, savings. And between the three services that they offer, analytical network and payment, 69% of their revenue mix is based off the analytical services and 29% off the network services. So the revenue is concentrated into those two features. Now, the following customer landscape is created uh, based off of the revenue models multiplan has created. So we have 700 plus payers, including uh, the top 10 insurers. So yeah, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Cigna, Anthem, Aetna, Humana, and uh, Santanitka, and Centene. Now, top 10 customers have been around for 25 years. Contracts with large customers uh, currently are around two to five year terms. Mid to small size customers have annual terms on contracts as well too, um, but less of a commitment compared to your large customers. Now, important note here is top two customers accounted for 35% and 20% of the company's full year 2019 revenues. Very high customer concentration in those, very high uh, revenue concentration in those two customers. Number four, network includes 5,600 hospitals, which represents about 91% of the hospitals in the US, 164,000 ancillary facilities, and 1.1 million practitioners. So multi-plan logos are also on 60 million member ID cards as well. So they have strong brand awareness. Now the company's identified a couple of competitive strengths here according to their filings. Uh, the platform. So the company believes their proprietary IT platform provides an advantage allowing them to process and store significantly more transactions. So the proprietary network pricing application can return 99% of network claims to pairs within one business day. The platform also has access to historical claims data for 1 billion claims and processes 370,000 claims per day. Now the customer relationship here. So the top 10 customers have been uh, customers for an average of 25 years. So customers are retained based on the EDI claims, which are linked to the customer's time-sensitive claims processing functions. So this creates a very high switching cost for the existing customer base. And then we also have an experience management team here. So the CEO, CFO, and CRO have collectively 100 plus years of combined experience in the healthcare cost management uh, industry. On top of that, uh, their strong track record and growing profit, acquiring, integrating, and managing healthcare businesses is quite evident. In addition, the SPAC, uh, in this case, CCXX ticker symbol, um, and the, the merger that will happen between the two will also offer experience from their management team, specifically led by Michael Clean, a well-known investor and operator. Now, on top of that, we have comprehensive services. So the company employs 450 negotiators, 100 clinicians, a couple of medical coders, 600 IT and 500 operations staff focused on medical reimbursement analysis. So they've dedicated a significant amount of resources to support the three solutions in analytics, network, and payment integrity services that they offer. Now, we've highlighted a couple of competitors as well as some risks. So multi-plans competitors will depend on the services they offer. So in the analytical service, you have Zealous. Um, they're key, key players in offering negotiation and pricing services to save costs. You have network service. Uh, in the network service, you have a direct competition with PPO providers uh, regionally, uh, which can offer deeper um, 
discounts. You have First Health and Zealous as well too as one of their key competitors in that space. And then the payment integrity service, you have Codivity, Change Healthcare, Optum, and a couple of other players. But it's important to note specifically in the payment integrity services that the majority of these competitors originated as post-payment specialists, while multi-plan focused on examining claims before payment occurs, which sets them a little bit apart. So the customer risk here, as uh, provided before, the top two customers account for a total of 55% of the revenue in 2019. So the contracts with these two customers are also terminable uh, without a case on short notice. If termination, reduction of service, or price negotiations with less favorable terms occur with than with Multiplan, they can experience significant loss in performance. Now, Multiplan also depends on providers. So healthcare providers are an important part of the process that helps generate the claims process. The more providers in the network, the more valuable they become to payers. So contractors with providers have renewed annually and Negotiations regarding the number of price concessions are also critical since a portion drives a company's revenues. So any type of interference in that process or with providers can certainly uh, legitimize the, the platform that Multiplan offers. On top of that, the PPO networks decrease in discounts. So as an independent preferred provider organization, Multiplan could experience a reduction in discounts from providers. This can make Multiplan's network less attractive. So if providers are, are not willing to provide discounts for their services, um, that can certainly hinder the performance and the savings that Multiplan essentially uh, offers with their platform. Also, changes in the healthcare industry. As I mentioned before now, a lot of focus has been provided in the industry, especially with advancement in technologies. So Multiplan's businesses are heavily dependent on creating contracts with payers and providers. So anything within that business model that can be disrupted will certainly affect the company immediately. So risks such as single-payer healthcare systems, uh, government regulations, specifically surprise billing, and regulation of the PPO market will certainly impact business. Another caveat here is Multiplan's significant debt. So of course, Multiplan is trying to transform itself from a leveraged buyout type company to a growth uh, and, uh, and naturally organic type company um, in the future. But as it stands today, they have debt, debt amounting to 5.4 billion. So 1.1 billion comes from a subsidiary called Polaris Intermediate Corp. And um, that is expected to be paid within the CCXX transaction uh, between the SPAC. And then the rest, 4.2 billion comes from MPH Holdings, another subsidiary. So this creates risk for the company's cash flow, uh, especially if they're not able to pay debt and fulfill other financial obligations. Now, the team has veterans in the healthcare cost management space, especially with the addition of the CCXX team post-merger. So the CEO, Mark Tabak, he's been with the company since 2002, uh, and he's held executive roles prior to that at Healthcare Capital Partners and International Management Care Advisors, which is now part of AIG. Then you have Dale White. He's the president now and payer of markets. Um, so he served as chief revenue officer prior to the merger uh, with CCX and has been with the company since 2004. You also have Michael Clean, who's the director of the board and CEO of CCXX. So Clean has experience in operating companies, changing strategies, acquiring and integrating companies and recruiting world talent. He's the founder of his global strategic advisory firm and has two decades experience uh, at City, as well as the founder of the SPAC. Then you have Paul Gallant, uh, who will join as president of New Markets. So Paul Gallant um, currently serves as an operating partner at Churchill Capital. 
the, the SPAC company, and prior to that, CEO of many companies like Brightstar. Now, it's important to note here that the ownership of the company is going to be constructed in the following. So the existing Churchill stakeholders will represent about 18.6% ownership. Common equity pipe investors that come in to support uh, additional investment will have about 19.8%. And then the existing multi-plan share uh, holders will maintain uh, a majority of 61.6%. Now, the company's post-merger with CCXX will have an enterprise value of $11.1 billion. The company recently has achieved $982 million in revenue for the year of 2019, uh, which is a 5.6% decrease over the uh, $1 billion earned in 2018. More recently, the company has earned $458 million in six months ended uh, June 30th, 20, uh, 20, and resulting in a 6.5% decrease year over year from the $491 million during that same time frame. So the decrease in revenue is actually due to COVID-19, according to the company, because of the reduced volume of claims from restrictions on elective and non-essential medical procedures, specifically in 2020. But between 2018 and 2019, that was driven from customers changing their claim practices regarding to the analytical services and two payers losing their government contract. So you can see here that they're heavily dependent on the services and any change can certainly disrupt them, uh, specifically this year. Um, and they were running pretty steady growth uh, with a lot of acquisitions in between, but maintained within these two years, they've experienced some decline. Now, as of 12-31-2019 and 18, company's net income uh, were $9.7 million and $36.2 million. So a significant drop, as you can see there. Gross margins, however, for the business were around 81.8%. Um, so the drastic decline again is due to revenue loss from the analytics service and the network services, their two main offers uh, that for their customers. Now the company has also generated an adjusted EBITDA of 750 million in 2019, but still again, 8.9% drop from 2018. So more recently, based off of their uh, more recent six months, they have uh, EBITDA, adjusted EBITDA margin of around 75.3%. So again, that does reflect as a proxy for healthy, a healthy cash flow business. But again, that cash flow is heavily dependent on these payers, heavily dependent on the industry not changing uh, their business operations, and also uh, their big debt that they, that they maintain. So the company provided a couple of forecasts here. So they're expecting by 2025 to be around 1.3, 1.9 billion in revenue. So that accounts for uh, assuming 11 to 15% growth rate. Their adjusted EBITDA uh, by 2025 is also expected to be to 1.1, 1.4 billion. So representing a, between a 72 to 77% margin uh, in terms of their adjusted EBITDA. Their current debt uh, right now, as it stands, it's estimated to be around $5.4 billion, which unfortunately is 6.7 times their adjusted EBITDA numbers. And then, of course, their uh, firm value um, in terms of their, their trading ratio from their earnings. So uh, as it stands today, based off of their valuation, uh, in 2021, they're estimated to be 12.9 times uh, their adjusted EBITDA, and in 2025, 24.3 times their adjusted EBITDA. So... The company is forecasting based off their strategy initiatives that there will be significant growth here. Um, but again, it's a very aggressive growth relative to what they've been experiencing in the past.
So multi-plan plans to continue growth through the following strategies. They want to enhance existing platform. They want to extend the platform and they want to expand the platform. So by enhancing, so further deploy artificial intelligence and machine learning by extending the platform, they want to talk, tackle a couple of new customer segments, such as in government property and casualty and dental. And by expanding the platform, they want to approach new business models that automate administrative services, transparency of patient medical bills, patient interfaces uh, with payers and providers as well too. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this overview. Again, you can access and download a detailed report on the attached link, which will include the summary of the company, uh, which will include the 1500 word summary and actually a new edition, a company infographic summary as well. If you like the content, please make sure to share this newsletter, share this post or subscribe. Now on to the next SPAC merger this week.